What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Everyone, welcome to Webcology on WMR.FM. It's the 18th of March, 2021. We have gone a full circuit of the moon, or the moon of the of the of the, of the sun since <laughs> the uh, since the declaration of like uh, this this near universal lockdown um, because of COVID. Uh, so many things have changed, and yet so much remains the same. For instance, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Ways Media and Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. And uh, Dave, how are you doing this week? Well, it's funny. As you were saying that, I'm like, yeah, so much stays the same. I'm like, yeah, because this is Jim Hedger and Dave Davies on year number 14 or something. I don't know. It's like really long we've been doing this. Um, So it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's just and, and every week, what I, what I love, I, I think we are are just absolutely truly blessed. Uh, first, because uh, we've managed to still like each other, you know, <laughs> like after this long, so that's a thing. Uh, <laughs> um, but also um, that every week, just like this week, we're able to go. I'm in an industry where I have a lot to talk about because a lot happened again. Never, um, never ending. Uh changes and information indeed what was the biggest thing this week for you the biggest thing of all um, the stuff that happened well you know what I mean, it's, it's sort of a funny one because it happens every year as well um but probably the biggest thing to me just because of what it meant um was we passed the anniversary march 15th i actually have a like calendar reminder every march 15th to just remind me um so this week, um, in 1985, 
the first domain name was registered. Oh, my, oh wow. Um, Symbolics, and it is still online. I'll try and do that one, too. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's just, I don't know, like, every, it's so important, right? Like, just as this, like, this this thing you don't really think about, um, but it had to be the first one. And somebody had to, like, just the brains and technology that went behind that, right? Because before then, it was all just IP addresses and, and a bunch of, like, academia and military sort of like using this thing and somebody went the world needs a naming convention because this will become bigger and that was just sort of like to me the the symbolics of oh just really such a bad pun there um of symbolic though of just that that penny dropping that this is about to be a huge thing and human beings need a way um to function with this with this ecosystem and and with that um we got Sir Tim Berners-Lee working at CERN in Switzerland, who came up with uh, the World Wide Web, the uh, acting on the TCIP convention invented by Vince Cerf. Um, yeah. And I'm sorry, I'm forgetting the, the name of the other, the other, his co-inventor. Cerf is now evangelist at Google, um, evangelist of all things cool and interesting at Google. Um, and uh, Tim Berners-Lee, interestingly, um, he's, he now, he now uh, uh, splits his time between Oxford and MIT, and he's working on a project to reinvent the, the uh, World Wide Web as we know it. <laughs> Berners-Lee has just, a... Go ahead. Well, Berners-Lee has a problem with the economy of data, uh, especially being that data is us, all the information about us being farmed out to, you know, any corporate Tom, Dick, or Harry, most of whom turn out to be dicks, um, <laughs> um Berners Lee has a problem with his great innovation of uh, the, the 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 World Wide Web itself being used this way. It was never supposed to be used this way. Um he's trying to come up with a new World Wide Web that will uh allow the user privacy the uh, uh um allow the user domain over their own their own personal information here's the catch you know if it's free the product is you yeah if it ain't free somebody's got to pay for it and if you're not the product you're probably the payer so this <laughs> is the catch with berners lee's with berner lee's new web system so far it's probably going to be a subscription model and that's hard. To, that's hard to see in a world where people will get a Disney, Netflix, uh, uh, Amazon Prime, and whatever cable subscription that they'll pay happily each month. Right. <laughs> um. right. And at the same time, like, you know what I, I think about certain things. I I think about when I'm surfing on Facebook or display ads are fired at me and. I all of a sudden am presented with an ad and I'm like, wow, I did not know that product existed three seconds ago. And now there is nothing I want more than that thing, right? Like where the personalization, understanding who I am, the, the, the very thing that causes me serious privacy concerns, and, and they are addressing them, but mm-hmm. serious privacy concerns are also the thing that I go, oh, but I really like that, right? Like I like what it does as far yeah. as advertising and presenting me with, with personalized experiences. I get that we're working on ways to merge these things together. 
Um, but I'd like to see that play out a little more um, first. But there is the the good um, of these, you know, handing your your soul over to the internet and going do what you will with it and, and being the product actually also has because I'm the product you, you can you need to be able to sell to me efficiently and and it's being done pretty well um, and inefficiently with you know you know horrible spam but <laughs> we won't talk about that part because that's not really based on um, you know the personalization and privacy concerns that we have well Berners Lee isn't the only person um, with with well, obviously lots of people have major person uh, privacy concerns about about the internet and how 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 our data is being used. Berners Lee isn't the only person of note actively trying to do something about it. A uh, a new search engine, <laughs> a new search engine is on the horizon apparently. Um, Ex Googlers um, have formed. Diva, N E E V A, Diva. <laughs> um, how, how how can you tell that it's ex Googlers who made this? <laughs> um, yeah, it, it, it's you know I, I I don't here's here's where I I sort of feel for all the companies. I understand what you're trying to do. I think it is a wonderful thing that you are trying to do, um, but. <laughs> but, but but check out who's trying to do it though okay you got names like Siddhar Ramaswamy Vivek Reg uh Reg Hanathran and I'm sorry if I if I just uh, uh uh mangled the name but see Siddhar uh uh worked at Google and helped build the uh ad division Vivek was Google's VP of monetization at YouTube he worked at Google for 12 years mm-hmm. Yudi Manbar one of one of the legendary uh, 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 programmers at Google, at Yahoo, and at Amazon is on this team. The former uh, vice president, uh, the former Google vice president of global sales and operations, is on this team, and the former VP of engineering at Google is on this team. This team has put itself three miles south of Google in Mountain View. Um, <laughs> This is the, 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 but the point I'm trying to get is some heavy players here. And, and guess what their business model is? <laughs> this is the part that yeah. kills me again. Yeah. Subscription. Yeah. See, they want you to have your data, but if you're not the product, you're going to have to be the payer again. Right. Yeah. And, and it's like, I'm on the beta. Like I'm, I'm signed up to, to be a, you know, when you're willing to let me in. Um, but where I, I feel for, well, I don't feel for them, where, where I think it's it's almost fool's errandy, but not necessarily. Like one will get through somewhere, um, right? Or, or one or two will, will get through and start to chisel away at, at market share a little bit. Um, but you're competing with companies that are making monster money and can then invent invest monster money into their algorithms. So not only are you competing with ads and just the 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 sort of barrier of needing to charge me. But on top of that, the other companies can produce better results. So I may not, I may have no problem paying 10 bucks a month to have a search engine without ads. But if your results are not going to be worth (laughs) that money, like if the result decline is so much worse that I'd rather just deal with the inconvenience of of advertising, um, 
you know, and I'll go put that in quotes because even the advertising is getting better and more targeted and, you know, with their, the, the quality scores are improving, like improving the results and stuff. So, and they're and not horrible. To, for what it's worth, we also know in, was it two months, three months from now, Google's going to be dropping cookies entirely. Yeah. Um, and going with uh, another brilliant name, Flow, Plug. the Federated Learning of Oh, goodness gracious. I know. I know. Um, I was like, oh, um, what is it? Federated Learning of Obnoxious Environments, something like that. <laughs> um, anyway, of, of, yeah, the Federated Learning of uh, of cohorts, of groupings of, of affiliated uh, peoples. Yeah, yeah. Um, flock. Yeah. Now, I'm seeing a weird, a weird stirring in the force here, Dave. Most of our career experience has been watching Google introduce products that are like designed to disrupt what used to be uh, Microsoft's dominance on the desktop, eh? Yeah. I'm involved in a group that's shifting everything into uh, Microsoft Teams. And Microsoft Teams is um, absurdly functional. Yeah. As a, uh, as a bu- business fulfillment space. I think that's what you would call these, business fulfillment software. Um, just trying to trying to cover all bases, right? Yeah. So it's think of all the needs, the scope of needs that goes into making this kind of software. Only the big houses can actually do this. You have to have control of email, of some massive email system. You got to be like uber secure. You have to have a massive cloud you can store stuff in. You have to have the capacity to like convert files between, say, Google Sheets and and into Microsoft Excel or back and forth or whatever. Um, you have to be like counteroperable with like who knows how many different systems. Mm-hmm. Only the big houses could do something like this. Google could pull off something like Microsoft Teams, but yep. every time they try, they screw it up and they kill it. Yep. <laughs> so they never actually get, they never actually fulfill the business of creating fulfi- business fulfillment programs. Right. Um, Microsoft has. But for our entire lives, our entire career lives, we've watched Google try to disrupt all these systems. Now we're seeing people moving away from Google um, because Google's just goofed up so many of their attempts to disrupt all these systems. And I find the irony so much is pushing back to the other evil, big evil, Microsoft. (laughs) Yeah, I know. know. You and I both like, you know, people who are, you know, I'll go young. It wouldn't necessarily be super young, but younger than me, um, you know, wouldn't remember the the like '80s battle with Microsoft and and those sort of things. Uh, as a, you and I could sort of chuckle, and I'm sure you do every time you're like, "Well, and poor Microsoft, you know, trying to compete for ad revenue and like mm. they 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 crushed like everything, right? Like they they sort of owned everything, and it is a good reminder because you and I at the time, nor would anybody, have seen a world where another company was about to just be a dominator um, in, in, in sort of the, the global space. Like when we think of the global ecosystem of tech, we think of Google, mm-hmm. that's just first name on probably most people's lips. Um, and so it is interesting that at some point, another disruptor will be there and it won't be Microsoft. Like somebody else will step in and go, I've got this when, when the internet or, when the world fundamentally changes and our, our interactions with each other and, and technology fundamentally changes, something new will come. 
Um, and it'll be interesting to see who that is. What might it take to fundamentally change the world? Let me think. Shutting it down for a whole year, perhaps. <laughs> um, and this is the whole thing. I think the world has is fundamentally shifting, and it's not shifting in Google's favor exactly. Um, people, do you remember the the, the 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 problem that SEO houses faced a few years ago when people when clients wanted large agency services and they wanted it all under one roof and it was really hard to get your foot in the door if you didn't offer everything yeah the cons it's funny agents uh, uh, businesses don't want that anymore businesses now want sp highly specialized expert services but the consumer yeah. wants it all under one roof. They want it all compacted into one box. Yeah. So it's as easy as possible to use, probably because we've all been forced into our much larger boxes and are now uh, uh, communicating through technologies. We want to streamline everything. Yeah. Yeah. I just think it's neat. Weird evolutions. Well, I know I have um, like one of our clients um, contacted me and was like, I, you know, you, you know, your stuff. And I, they'd actually asked for, for a little bit of my feedback. I'm actually later today going to be giving them a bit of feedback on paid search, but they specifically do not want us to do their paid search because we do organic, like we do their organic mm. and they specifically want um, somebody, a, a different entity to do their paid search, but they wanted my feedback on who, because they wanted to make sure I would work well with them. Good. I was just, I was just about to make um, a point of that. Um, yeah. So much more can happen when the two sides of the SERPs work together. Yeah. Well, and indeed, um, and it, it will, and I, I won't get into detail because I don't know how it yeah, finalized, sure, sure. but, um, but yeah, it was, it was like a wonderful sort of like, okay, you trust me to do this and you want me to just stay focused and just focus on this. And they are in a highly, complex space so i appreciate it um but it's interesting because yeah like later today i'm helping them with some of their campaigns because their person doesn't start until april 1st <laughs> so it's like you trust me a bit with this but you don't want me focusing on that and i think that is i i am like i think that is pretty atypical of exactly what you're talking about is people going i want the best of the best at what they do for me and they should just do that and then and then i'll get somebody else and you may find them all at an agency you might but I'll tell you, man, the desperate scrambling that happened at, at exactly this time last year oh. separated the wheat from the chaff. Um, yeah. Like, like I know so many people, how to say this? This is a terrible thing to say, but it's the truth. And it's a horrible thing. I'm not going to say, I know so many people who aren't in the industry anymore. Right. Yeah. And um, I feel bad for them. And I feel okay for the industry in many ways. Right. Okay, that was a crappy thing to say, but, you know, it happens. Um, <laughs> friends, we got to take a break. You're listening to Webcology on WMR, WMR.FM. It is, my goodness, like almost springtime, the 18th of March, 2021. On behalf of Dave Davis from Beastock Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. We're back after these messages. Looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. 
For maximum customer engagement and retention, choose CleverTap. CleverTap is a leading customer engagement and retention platform that helps digital brands maximize lifetime value. Over 8,000 apps around the world, including Vodafone, Star, and Sony, trust CleverTap to improve user engagement, boost retention, and fuel long-term revenue growth. Learn more at CleverTap.com. That's CleverTap.com. Synergize your search engine education from 101 to Rockstar level. Only on WMR.FM. Webcology takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome back to Webcology on WMR.FM. It's the 18th of March, 2021, and this is Jim Hedger from the Joys Media and Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. And Dave, as you just so, um, I think, completely eloquently put it, whoa, that vulnerability on uh, Eliminator uh, in WordPress. Yeah. So if you used... Um, Eliminator, the, the the page building plugin Eliminator to uh, build your page on uh, on WordPress, you might be in for uh, well, you might not be controlling your website any longer. Somebody else might be doing it for you. Yes, uh, just to correct, I, I know it's a misread. It's Elementor. Mm-hmm. Elementor, I'm for, sorry for, for listeners who might be like, that, I'm not using that one, so that's the only reason I was like, oh, I should maybe clarify. What did I call it? Eliminator. Eliminator. Uh, oh my goodness, it, it can eliminate your website. So that is a, a pretty valid. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking of Van Halen or something. Uh, um, okay, so Elementor. Um, if you built your website with uh, with Elementor, um, you have a vulnerability that has that allows um, hackers to control your site. Yep, it is patched. So if you update the plugin, you're good. Um, I'm really I'm really glad to read it was. Uh, I, I every time I have a WordPress site or I build a WordPress site, um, I use WordFence. I am so yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, what's, what's I don't know what the I'm loyal to WordFence because they've saved me so many times. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I use it all the time. Although it's funny because one of my clients also insists on getting the notifications, and I've now just had to go. It's not an attack on you. Like I'll just like see that y'all get the emails like, and there's a sudden spike in malicious attacks that like, and we plugged out like we blocked these IPs or whatever, and I'll just now have to proactively. It's not personal. They're not attacking you. This is just a script running. <laughs> I think he's got it now. But you know, and, and and fair enough. Well, there's actually a couple of clients that I have to do that with, and fair enough because you get these emails, and if you don't understand that these are just bots that are trying to like just brute force their way through your like login screen. Um, and they're consistently coming in with admin. We don't, don't worry. We don't have any users named admin, <laughs> but uh, other than that, it has, it, it's a, it's a fantastic plugin. I, I agree with you. You actually introduced me to that um, plugin, I don't know, five, six years ago, you mentioned it on this show and I was like, okay, let's start I, using that. There was a time I, I remember this. Um, I had, I was controlling a network of websites, um, three different <clears throat> networks of sites one on the west coast one in central canada one on the east coast and uh 2014 i think it was new year's day got hacked the west coast network got hacked and uh 
it was awful. Just a terrible experience because uh, I was out of town. And so I had to hightail it back. It was a terrible thing. Um, sworn by WordFence ever since. Incidentally, never had a problem with a, with a uh, WordPress site after that. And that tells the story itself. So this is probably the biggest plug we have ever given to a plugin. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Um, actually, that's true. we shouldn't do that, should we? But yeah. hey, you know what? We should because it's, we should. It's, it's good advice. And a secure web is a good web. Yeah. Um, speaking of, it's been a bad week for vulnerabilities. Microsoft Exchange uh, got hacked, and that left um, it was seven million were were uh, uh, vulnerable because of um, Elementor uh, 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 Exchange left um, hundred million or so systems open. Okay, I did not know this until right now. Uh, now. <laughs> For what it's worth, Microsoft has issued a patch, and your system admin is almost certainly gotten and worked that patch. But for for a few days there, the world's email systems were almost entirely open. Wow. Yeah. Um, I don't know what you can do after that. I also read there's something um, – uh, uh, I don't have any information on this in front of me. I just read it on Facebook just before we went to air. Apparently, there's a Packers got a hold of a script that runs uh, 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 that runs dev- uh, devices on old IS um, old Apple systems, old, um, old IS systems. So your peripheries, your printer, your scanner, all that stuff, if it's seven years or older, mightn't be working today. You might be getting a note from, uh, from, from Apple saying, uh, we don't think this device is safe. I understand that happened as well. And lastly, I heard on CBC when I woke up this morning that, and I'm sure the, I'm sure our, our American listeners have the exact same problem with, uh, rogue phone calls coming and pretending to be the IRS or up here, the Canada Revenue Agency or what have you. Um, they're, they're data phishing phone calls and they make, you know, tens of thousands of dollars per caller per day. They're going through robo lists. Here's the weird thing. From all these hacks that have happened, Microsoft Exchange, um, mm-hmm. banking hacks, uh, the credit hacks, um, all the stuff that we've heard of in the last five or six years. Mm-hmm. The scammers have created personal profiles on many of us, and they're selling them on the dark web for pennies a name. And these profiles have your credit card information, your tax information, all the stuff a scammer can can, can, can use to convince you they are your bank or the tax man or what have you to scare you into giving them more information so they can get all your money. Right. Be really careful, folks. <laughs> It's insane. We weren't even supposed to be talking about this today, but um, it just sort of came up with the vulnerabilities. Um, it ama- it's amazing. I, I know what the government and, and Mary's just had this hard and fast rule, and I think it's a good one, so I've stuck to it. She's like, you need to stick to this, is you can demand everything in letter, yeah. like be mailed. And she's like, she just always demands everything. You need any information, demand it in a letter, and I will call you at that number if it's a legit, if it come, came from a legitimate source. So um, anyway. So vulnerabilities everywhere. Yep. SEO is a game of uh, 
<laughs> partially closing vulnerabilities and or taking advantage of um, directing things. A bad segue. Damn. I thought it was going to, it sounded so smart in my head too. Um, I want to get into, uh, Google is updating its robots, robot text directives. Um, it's updating the guidance it gives webmasters and is asking for your help. Yours, Dave, mine too, and all of our helps. Um, Gary Ease wrote on, on Twitter the other day that um, Google's going to be updating uh, their, 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 their help docs. And if S... <laughs> If SEOs have a problem with the docs, now's the time to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> I love the way it's easier phrased here. I just um, want to answer that back and go, well, it depends. <laughs> <laughs> there you should. I Oh, I please, please do. Um, but I actually, this is, a, if you have anything to add to how Google tells us to use robots text or robots tags, robot uh, directing tags, let Gary know, and um, yeah, if not, forever hold your P's and Q's, I guess, <laughs> or screw it, just, just, just complain, just complain a lot. <laughs> I'm good at that. Um, okay. But you know why? It's because SEO's gotten so darn hard. <laughs> you know, that, okay, has SEO gotten harder in the last five years? Yes, no, it depends. <laughs> It depends. Good. I'd say the scope has gotten much bigger, um, but the tool chest has gotten much richer. Yeah. What do you think? Um, I mean, you know, SEO would, I would have to say it's much, much harder today than it was five years ago. But, it, you know, I, I tend to agree in, in, in sorts. And, and I have sort of two caveats to that is one is, yeah, ish, but really it's 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 gotten equally hard for everybody so as long as it's like when an algorithm it's like was it a bad algorithm i don't know it depends like there's still 10 results right like depends what part of the equation you are in that on that page right whether whether you're viewing it as as uh, as good or bad um and i do think that there is an element as google keeps pushing forward as google and i Okay, I'm using Google as a placeholder because Bing in their own right is, is doing some really, really excellent work. Um, but as the engines are, are pushing forward so solidly, they're making it almost deceptively simple, right? Like where we used to have to like crank out, hit keyword densities, make sure all of our heading tags were exactly right, store it in exactly this order. With rendering, with the complexity that Google's putting behind it, they're actually making some of our job easier because they're much closer to that world where you don't really have to worry about negative links. We kind of have that for the most part, there's still things slip through the cracks, but negative attacks on links, we don't hear about them as much as we used to, right? Like where you would hear about, about that, that sort of black hat because Google's detection systems have gotten better because so. they they're rendering properly. And because they're understanding page content better, good content is tending to surface because it's good content not because and, and because it fulfills their their query intents mm -hmm. not because i've crammed in keywords at 3.5 percent right and like jammed them into my keyword tag and meta description and title tag, really so has it gotten harder or has google actually made it a little easier there's certainly a lot more technical the technical side of web development has gotten harder 
but JavaScript's harder than HTML. Like that's just like, that's just web dev. Like the web has gotten harder, but as an SEO, there's certainly more moving parts on the technical side, but I think it's actually gotten easier on other sides, certainly from the aspect of the UX people who actually had to care what these SEOs were producing because they tried to make people like it too. Their lives have gotten better in the SEO realm of being able to go just build good content that's about a subject matter, cover it thoroughly, and you're going to do okay sort of sort of side of things. Anyway, that's just my two bits. Um, so I think on the technical side, yes, but but on many others, not so much. I'm inclined to agree with you. The, the 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 I think SEO has become much harder because the scope has become much bigger. Website, like you said, websites are technically um, more more sophisticated, and uh, also websites are bigger. <laughs> like um, we now work on sites that you could count in the hundreds of thousands or millions, and sometimes uh, you don't even count. You can't. Don't bother. Yeah. Tens and tens and tens of unending numbers of self-creating pages. Um, there is so much more SEOs can do today than we were able to do five years ago when the common prescription was throw some links at it. Today, you can mess with markup. Mm -hmm. um, today, you can affect the way Google My Business listings look. You can add video to Google My Business listings. You can, you, you can have your client address the search results directly in Google My Business. They can, just, they can just be there talking to search results if you make the video right. Mm -hmm. Why not? Mm -hmm. um, so there's more that can be done and that acts adds the more you can do the, the, the more tools you have, but the more tools you got, the greater the degree of complexity. Right. So, yeah, it's harder, but um, it's, I think it's also much more effective. Yeah. Well, and you're talking about tools. It has gotten harder, but taking a, a, I guess, more in the internet marketing, but just because it serves as a, as a good example um, you know, once upon a time, we would do social media marketing and you would have to go to each one of your social properties and you would have to check through all your posts or, or tweets or, or whatever. And now you have like Social Sprout or Loomly or whatever, like where the tools are now pulling everything together. So you now have one dashboard. SEM Rush has a, has, a, has a decent one, right? Where, you, where it's actually simplified the management and, and administration side of things. So there's more of the properties to deal with, but we have more tools available to simplify that process so is it harder well, in fact i'd like to use uh sumrush as uh as an example you mispronounced that but that's okay no, oh well see i think we have to go i think we have to go back and forth um next time i have to pronounce it SEMrush. Okay. but after that you have to pronounce it SEMrush. Oh. and that way we're covering every base i think that gives me a rash <laughs> no but it's annoying as heck that's why i want to do it um okay so I want to use SEMrush as an example, and just, just, just that they. What was their valuation on um, the New York Stock Exchange when they debuted last week? Ooh, I can't remember off the top of my head. But it was it in the tens of millions. It was, it was, it was solid. It, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, actually, sorry, not tens of millions. I think, I think they're valued in the hundreds of millions, and um, that's a measure of how complex this game has gotten. You know, one of our premier tool sets is now. Um, 
trading on the New York Stock Exchange and is valued in um, oh, it's at one hundred one, the eleven figures. So that's kind of that's kind of cool. Yeah, <laughs> um, and you know, kind of makes you feel all grown up, sort of like you know, <laughs> and like hmm. Back in two thousand four, I had to make a decision on which path I was going to take, and. Well, my company's not worth $101.5 million, so. <laughs> I know. You know, but you know, you know what kept me awake last night? <laughs> Honestly, this is, this is a terrible admission. In 2004 or five, I was given a chance to have three or four developers at my fingertips to make a slew of SEO tools. Mm-hmm. The problem was the company I was working with had made a bunch of bum tools. Like just horrible. I wouldn't. I wouldn't recommend them uh, on my worst enemy tools. Okay. And I didn't take the offer seriously enough at that time. Mm. I'm. I'm just trying to go to sleep last night. You know, you're just about to drift off. You're in that really comfy spot, and then boom, it hits you. Oh my god! Now I get it. That's what kept me awake last night. All right. That's fair. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, it's totally fair when you cut your own throat. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. I want to talk about Core Web Vitals, and I want to talk about uh, a couple a couple new things. Um, but uh, 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 we should probably take a break first, because that could go. Because yeah, any of the stuff we could talk could go on for a little bit. So, on behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. You're listening to Webcology on WMR.FM on Believe It or Not the day before the weekend that springs begins uh the 18th of march 2021 we're back after these messages Here's the truth you need to know about podcasting. The biggest problem you face right now as a future podcaster is the myth that it takes an enormous amount of time or effort to produce a high-quality professional podcast. Luckily for you, there's a solution to your problem. If you're an online marketer who really needs to grow an audience of buyers but can't do all the heavy lifting alone, then here's the solution you're looking for. Introducing the DFY Podcasting System. Here's what you get. 30 minutes of one-on-one training. A weekly podcast for you or your company. Distribution to almost every podcast portal. An embeddable player for your website. An ebook called How to Podcast, created for WMR.FM show hosts. And much, much more. And best of all, you'll start seeing results with the DFY podcast system within a couple of weeks. You're just one podcast away from growing brand awareness and engagement in your business. Log on to podcast.wmr.fm and sign up for a deeply discounted rate today. That's podcast.wmr.fm. takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Everyone, welcome back to Webcology here on WMR.FM. It is the 18th of March, 2021, and here at WMR, we pride ourselves on being cultured and passing our tastes on to our, our listeners. And um, today we, uh, we 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 discuss the classic film, The Princess Bride. 
Because as it turns out, the one and only, the great, Brasco the Great has not seen the Princess Bride. Mind-blowing. So everybody out there at Radio Land and all, all friends of Brasco, <laughs> I urge you to twist his arm as much as you possibly can to watch that movie because it will improve his life. As it will improve yours if you haven't seen it yet. Watch that film. <laughs> this has been a message from WMR.FM. <laughs> hey, we're having fun this show. Indeed. Um, <laughs> um, okay, so... Let's let's get to some real fun stuff that really ma- oh, Frasco has seen the Princess Bride. Never trust the media. Oh well, um, still good advice for the listeners if they haven't. Yeah, trust us on this. Um, something that 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 actually that that is really important. Maybe not. It's hard to tell. It's a Google thing. Um, Core Web Vitals course. Are they going to dramatically affect uh, web ranking? Yes, no. And uh, remember, remember, when we, remember when we did the transfer to uh, Secured Socket, Larry HTTPS, mm-hmm. and that was that was so important, and it is it is important for for a secure mobile web. But um, remember. <laughs> One thing most webmasters didn't consider, I know, I know I didn't when I did the transfer over, was third-party plugins that are running in the WordPress in the back end of the WordPress site. Have they changed over to HTTPS? And if they hadn't, your site might appear to be unsecure. Right. Uh, incidentally, there's an interesting class action about that, but we can talk about that another time. Similarly, will browser extensions that you have... Uh, 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 running on your computer or um, extensions, you uh, will they? Will any browser extensions wreck Core Web Vital scores? Is it possible? I'd say no, but because um, I don't think it's. Uh, but anyway, um, that's 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 a, that's a argument happening in the uh, SEO world right now. Yeah, well, and you think like any anything that loads anything can. Mm-hmm. Right, like so, I you know if it's pulling in, um, you know some, especially if you want to be malicious, some like massive image, right? To just like I want to screw with this person's largest content paintful or something, right? Like just like I'm gonna pull in from this, like have this plugin that's pulling from a third party resource, some like three thousand pixel wide image. Yeah, you could. I, I could see it really mucking about with some uh, some core vitals. Would that be atypical of what we would see? No, I just immediately go to the. Well, if I wanted to break something, that's what I would do. Like in, in that area. Indeed, it's a, this is an atypical problem, but it's something that webmasters should probably think about. Yeah. Um, moving. Well, it, it's sometime this month. Oh no, I'm sorry. It's in May. It was supposed to be March. Now it's May that they're kicking in. Yeah. Did you see the major fluctuations in uh, search results over the last three, maybe four weeks? Um, there's been there's been uh, breathless talk about algorithm update after algorithm update. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know the major change that happened? What the expiry date on on uh, mobile first happened? March first okay. was the drop dead date. Yeah. Um, I think a whole bunch of the volatility might be because of that. It could be, I suppose, actually, yeah, right? Because I was like, 
No, but we've already been, yeah, but that doesn't mean everybody, the entire web has been, right? Like just because you have already dealt with those issues, you're still going to win and lose based on what other people have done better or worse. And so let's say people were putting this off until um, the last minute or didn't do it at all. March 1st, March 5th, March, whenever rolls around and Google is going through update after update after update with this new criteria locked in. And by the way, this is all speculation. Mm -hmm. We do know that they announced that March 1st was their drop mobile first drop dead date. That is for real. That happened. What they're doing with that is speculation. Um, but I believe that that's the I, I believe that's the cause of a lot of the volatility we're seeing because Google is just reviewing their their um, databases over and over and over again against whatever smartphone um, they're comparing they're they're rendering your site on. Well, and something else worth worth mentioning here is back in December they were testing an icon by search results. Um, for page experience. It then included Core Web Vitals, HTTPS, mobile, stuff like that. But Core Web Vitals was in there. And obviously with the number of sort of signals that draws in, it looks like it would have been a significant factor, but it might be an equal factor. Uh, but either way, Core Web Vitals is going to play into whether you get that icon or not. And that icon, if, if I'm sitting on my phone and I have a bunch of sites that have this icon that tell me, hey, if you click this link, it's going to go well. And one that's like, yeah, this thing might take eight seconds to load. Which one am I going to click? Really? Sure. Um, so taking SEO out of it, I'm, I'm not taking this as an SEO signal, just going, remembering, of course, that I'm not actually an SEO because my clients want to rank well. I'm an SEO because my clients want traffic. Now, ranking well can get them traffic, but that icon can get them traffic too. So yep. my traffic driving up, the client is more interested on how their organic traffic is doing than where they're positioned specifically. So... Well, that, that brings me back to this lawsuit, that, this class action lawsuit that I understand is forming out there around the warning that Google was giving about secured sites. Right. Notice that warning isn't up there much anymore. <laughs> but Google was putting a warning up. That, you know, at one time, Google would, would, would scare the bejesus out of a web surfer because you don't want to click on a link that's, on a link that's not secure. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm going to get phone herpes or something. Um, <laughs> There's no way I'm touching that. So, like, that's what that's something to that effect runs through the user's head. If not phone herpes, phone gonorrhea, something worse. And nobody wants that. Um, trust marks that Google puts, and, and people got caught in that, not because their websites were screwed up, but because some third party application they were running in the background hadn't gone over to HTTPS. Right. Nobody's information was at risk in any at any part in the exchange servers that were happening no one's private information was going to be risked but google still put the you can't trust these guys mark up against so many websites i worry about that with core with a little mark for core web vitals as well like this might be actually a good important website that the application that google's rendering against mightn't even run on the on the cell phone you're 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 loading it on um but nevertheless that mark is up there saying please don't or don't you dare click here because you might get phone herpes oh and i i remember when when page speed like when the insights tool first came out and of course we all sort of like 
those are like the fun SEO signals. And, and even when they're not direct, you might go, well, okay, this is going to be fun because I can do a thing and then see a number. Like rarely does that happen in SEO where you're like, and two seconds later, I hit refresh and I can see what just happened. What did I just do? Um, and I remember times where I would actually like going through GT metrics or something actually slow down my speed, but my score was going up, right? Like where I, I can, I can make my core web vitals move positive without actually producing any real world impact on my, on my actual speed, right? Like these things can happen. So, um, you know, not, not even in getting into like Uber manipulation, right? Like where you're actually screwing with things just to do that, but we're going, Oh, let's try this kind of caching. And that's the sort of thing I was doing when I was first playing around with the insights tool. It's like, okay, let's hmm. test this caching. I go like, okay, I actually slowed down my site, but it's seeing a bunch of new signals and it's going, Oh, okay. Dave, you know, is doing the best he can. <laughs> it's like, no, oh, that actually isn't how that should work. Well, for what it's worth, um, for, uh, browser caching is going to slow down your site first paint. First Second, paint. third, fourth, fifth. After the like, subsequent loads should then speed up your site, right? Yeah, it should. Uh, um, okay. And, but it there should, I'm also but... referring to page caching, like where you're just – where the, now but I put a load on my server, so it's slowed, but they're going – well, but there's less. Anyway, we, we can as SEOs sort of muck about. I've been playing a lot with it. And I've, I've seen, I just made our site jump 30 points with like almost no change in, um, in, in any actual real speed impact. But our core web vitals and, and our page speed insights, well, our core web vitals didn't improve that much. Our page speed score did. Um, and that's just where all these numbers end up being minus a bit misleading where we can sort of screw with them just because we know how it's done without actually benefiting our users all that much. You know what I want to know and what, what, what I, the question I want asked what? Google, we know that Google renders in the Chrome environment over, over yep. for cell phones, right? Yeah. We also know that Chrome is a bloody resource hog that makes <laughs> your computer run like a snail on quaaludes. Mm-hmm. I wonder if Google's use of this crap ass Chrome on their servers can affect my core web vitals score. <laughs> right. And my site's being judged by how my, you know, cause they have the real world one, right? Like where it's like, okay, but my site's being judged by my kid who has 85 tabs open in Chrome. And now my site's loading a little slower than maybe I, I might like anyway. Um, you know, I guess all is equal in the world. Okay, so we were talking about the cool stuff. We were talking about how hard SEO is uh, a little while ago, but mm-hmm. also all the cool stuff you can do mm-hmm. with uh, with with. The... This is a weird one. I'm not sure how I feel about this again. Google's testing displaying cost estimates in uh, local search results. So again, more Google My Business magic. Is the price might be right? Wrong? Um, when you uh, uh, you can you can give Google a range an estimate for um, prices of I guess hard estimates for retail goods and estimate and um, soft estimates for service sectors uh, services. That's kind of cool, I think. I, I think yeah. I, I I'm not sure exactly where it's all coming from. I know it's it's pulled like we're not giving this to them specifically like it's not through like their ad feeds or, or something like that so i think they're just sort of going in aggregate this is what we're seeing in reviews or, or whatnot and they're, they're pulling this i i found it interesting though as soon as i saw that i'm like this is i guess a benefit um like as a as a user it's it's nice to know like if i called a like a roof repair company right 
to know, okay, it should kind of cost within this, but it's like calling an SEO going, okay, how much is it going to cost to fix this? When you have a, the sites we were talking about earlier, I have a 10 million page site, <laughs> right? This uber complicated. And I'm, I happen to be looking and it's like a local SEO company that probably maybe shouldn't pitch on, on that project to begin with, but like where their averages are being ripped, right? And sort of displayed based on perhaps the wrong metrics um, and, and showing some sort of like lower, um, you know, sort of lower tier or, or some specific applications and going, okay, you've now just sent somebody to me who would be expecting a package in, in this price range. Um, and, and then they're coming with a, a monster sort of project because that's roof repair, not roof replacement, right? But if I was looking up at roof replacement and happened to look this in and went, well, it says 272 is the high end. <laughs> like, no, that's not how, how all of this works. Um, you know, it, so it, it would be kind of funny. But at the same time, I do think with some tweaking, it'll learn. Um, I do think it is a benefit to let people know. I actually think a lot of the real professionals might appreciate having this low end showing up. So like, basically don't call me if you're not, if you don't even have that, right? Like if you're going to try and undersell me, I know where my low end is and you know where that is too. Um, one of the things I had a problem with in that one is that they're actually differentiating the labor and material costs. And I'm like, uh, okay. Cause now you know where you can negotiate more, right? Like you're almost handing this power of negotiation to the person who um, is about to make that call yeah, and um, that because they be, know the material cost is, is fixed. And that may be good for consumers. That may be, yeah. it, 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 may, uh, it may also accelerate uh, more, more race to the bottom in the service sector. Um, that, that's my concern. And these are hardworking people who deserve to be paid fairly for their hours, just like you do, just like I do, just like our listeners do. Given that we're service sector workers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm inclined to agree with that, Dave. <laughs> right. Yes, exactly. Um, and I don't, and here's what, here's the thing. Um, I'm, this is cool. I mean, again, this is good for the, this is, I think probably very good for the consumer, but yeah. I do not want to have to um, have, I don't know. I guess all industries come to this. But I don't want to have my ad competing against my against you know or my listing competing against uh, 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 my colleagues' listings in this. But I guess that's what it comes to, you know. Yeah. And maybe this is just another way to differentiate our services. Yeah. I'm gonna put like as I'm gonna put mine in the highest bracket possible just to weed stuff out. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that's what you'd hit like if SEO and the price range is. Five dollars to fifty thousand per month, or something, right? Like just this, like massive swing over. Well, Are you going to Fiverr? I mean, you know how it goes. It really depends, right? <laughs> One more time, there we go. Uh, okay, we've uh, we've gone around the clock. Yep, we've. I, I love it when the timing works out, like down almost down to the second. I love that, um, friends. You've heard an extraordinarily well-timed version of Webcology on WMR.FM. On behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, and we'd like to remind you that it's been a full year, and it's been a really, really hard year. A lot of a lot of sacrifice and a lot of suffering, and we are so so close to getting to the um mostly getting our world on the path back to normal again do your part wear a mask 
keep social distancing, be aware that COVID is still real, protect your neighbors, protect yourself, protect your community. And we're going to get past this thing. Get vaccinated when you can. Stay safe, rank well, and we'll talk to you next week. The opinions expressed in this WMR.FM program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of WMR.FM. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited.